these days people are so quick to be like, okay, this person is good, but I can find something better that fix, fits every single thing I want. That is not realistic. It's running bad, yeah? Hello. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Just One. Welcome back, guys. Tonight we are drinking just one bottle of Josh. I love Josh. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. I love the wines that are named after men. Do you? Yeah. It's kind of fun. Kimmy Sian. Yeah. Josh. Josh. Justin. Justin's a good red. Is it? Mm-hmm. You think Naomi's a guy? Um, no, I would like that to be a woman. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Y'all, we are joined in the home studio tonight with our dear friend Kayla, who is about to impart, impart all of the wisdom on us. As we were prepping for this, Mike and I were like, oh shit, we're about to learn something. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we cannot wait. Kayla, welcome to the home studio. Thank you for having me. Give us a little background. Tell us who you are. What gives you the right to talk about this? Oh, what doesn't give me the right to talk about this? Um, So obviously, my name is Kayla. I am from Cincinnati, and I um, went to school there, and then I decided I wanted to go to grad school, so I actually went to grad school in Indiana for opera, of all things, and then I decided I was going to move to Chicago, I was going to audition, I was going to make it, and um, I didn't, but that's okay, because I still have have the fun skill, but... um, I ended up getting a job at a pharmaceutical company where I met friends who actually introduced me to Micah and Shelby. So yes. that is how I made it here today. And then I'm also a boxing instructor on the side. Where do you, so where do you coach, teach? Title Boxing Club. You're Come in take Chicago. my class. Wait, did you audition for, for, for grad school? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like didn't actually know you came here and auditioned. Well, I mean, I, when I got to the city after I made a few auditions, I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> right. I, I decided to quit. But, like, I auditioned for grad school, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, and, so what do you audition? Like, talk to us like we don't know anything. Like, what do you audition for? Is it specific roles in, like, productions? Opera is really tough. It's not like musical theater, like most people think. So, basically, when you're trying to break into the industry, um, being in your mid-20s is actually really young most people don't necessarily make it until their late 30s, early 40s um, to the roles that they really want to be doing. So they have what are called young artist programs um, and other small kind of things that you can do, but they don't pay very well and you actually have to pay to audition for them. Um, There's a lot of politics that go into them and basically you have to be willing to kind of just move your life around every three to four months contract to contract, but you're not even really singing, you know, the big bucks. So as soon as I started auditioning here, I was like, I don't necessarily, I, I, I was craving stability. Nothing in my life was stable and I had been doing that for years. I did it for undergrad too. I studied music in undergrad, so Um, The second that I got a job that was, you know, your (laughs) corporate business world, everyone complains about it. And I was like jumping for the rooftops. I was like, wait, like there's structure. (laughs) There's like a a weekly schedule that I need to be doing. I'm not like working all day and then going to rehearsal all night and then like not sleeping and not going out with friends because I need to save my voice. And, you know, I was just your whole lifestyle is based on singing if you want to make that your career. And I just got to a point where I didn't. 
I was really proud of my accomplishment of grad school. Indiana University Jacobs School of Music is a really renowned school. Mm-hmm. It was a very difficult, <laughs> grueling couple of years of school, but um, it was just something that just wasn't worth it to me anymore. I can't wow. even picture you not going out with your friends to save your voice. No. <laughs> you are like the queen of I will be there. I'm the mm-hmm. loudest bitch in the room so, too. Easily. So I easily. can't even imagine. So you couldn't go because you would be no. the loudest bitch in the room. Yeah. No, actually. <laughs> like for years. I was like, oh, I have a performance next week. Like I can't go out this weekend. Wow. I was, was working so cool. in a restaurant and I had to like limit my hours because my voice was, I was losing my voice from it being so loud. It was like a late night restaurant. So... I, it, it's just everything you do revolves around that. That sounds grueling. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that's... But I do miss it. Like, I'm singing for our work Christmas party. <gasps> Stop! <laughs> and I'm so nervous because I haven't done a performance in, like, two years, but I was doing the rehearsal. Um, it's so funny. Like, one of our very higher-ups in the company is a jazz pianist. Well, he's a pianist. And so they asked a couple of us to sing. Weirdly enough, there's another girl who studied opera in our company. And so... Um, what are the chances? Not to spill my wine. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was doing the rehearsal the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, I miss it. I really do. Wait, that's so cool. So cool. We still haven't heard you sing. So no, I was going to say that. I'm that. like, I'm that annoying friend at every pregame. I'm like, can you start singing now? Like, yeah. come on. We need to know what this is about. We'll right. go to karaoke. We'll end the yeah. episode with karaoke. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wait, I'm not. I'm not. We might actually need <laughs> to. Stroll to the sing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, well, that's amazing incredible quite an intro before I met you I had never met anybody who can actually sing opera like that is such a intense talent to have it's very rare mm-hmm. I, you don't meet very many I mean I do because I'm obviously in the industry and it's very small like everyone kind of knows everyone um but like every time I say that I'm a boxing instructor who used to sing opera I mean you should see <laughs> the looks that I get <laughs> they're like I'm sorry what <laughs> Like, they can't comprehend a female boxing instructor, let alone the second word that comes out of my mouth. They, like, don't even know how that works. Exactly like you guys. Like, they're like, tell me what that even means. like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as much as we love those things about you, we're here to talk about something else. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our favorite topics. My favorite topic. Your favorite topic. Kind of. So, (laughs) dating. Mm-hmm. dating but a spin that we haven't had the pleasure of having yet because Micah and I are pretty aligned witches. in our <laughs> <laughs> Mike and I are pretty aligned in our like goals of our dating relationships and so it's so exciting and refreshing to have a new take and to have you here to share yours with us so we invited Kayla because we know her background of having religious differences come in between a relationship And when we got to know her and her past and she's telling us about her experiences, we realized that there is so much that she believes in or implements in her dating life that we don't and we are dying to hear more about it. So where do you want to start? I mean, I think definitely kind of with the religion topic and the differences is a good, you know, starting point. Mm -hmm. that is ultimately the reason that my ex and I broke up. And so I feel like it was the most impactful out of everything. Um, I think that there's so many things to touch on here. But when I when I think about religion and a relationship for me, you know, I have a very religious background in some type of way. So I 
went to church as a kid. I grew up and I said, you know, I'm not really interested in this, that I wasn't really connecting with it. I didn't really go. Um, and then one of the best ways to make money as a singer is to sing in churches. And so I actually sang in churches from the time that I basically was in undergrad all the way through almost grad school. And so I had had a ton of exposure to um, the Christian church and, you know, seeing what that's like day to day. Um, when I went on the first date with my ex, religion got brought up. And I, you know, even though I have that background, it's just not something that's at the core of myself important. It's not something I want to base a relationship off of. It's something I think is beautiful like I think religion is amazing and that's where I feel like I don't want to get misconstrued like mm -hmm. the community it brings between people the um the purpose it gives people in life the support the hope the I mean everything about it I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just I'm not connecting with it mm -hmm. I don't and I've tried <laughs> I have tried but I just know that for me I'm like what you would say is agnostic you know I believe that there's something up there it's just I'm not dedicating my daily life towards it mm -hmm. right um so do you remember like the first conversation like how it went like did he specifically ask you like how you feel about certain religions or just what you are and did he express his own beliefs yeah we were I mean we immediately clicked on that first date so like this is now you know hour two into the date and we're still there so it's starting to get you know not just kind of lighter topics it's just like oh like what do you think about religion um and so I don't exactly remember the question especially because at the time it wasn't so prevalent to me but basically I was like oh you know I'm not really religious um, I think it's great for those people that are and he was like oh you know I was raised Catholic but I don't you know I'm not super active in that I'm not super practicing and I was like okay you know like that's fine um, so seemingly aligned yeah yeah kind of like it's hard because you can never really tell who is the type of Christian or Catholic or whatever you may be that goes on Easter and Christmas or if you're the type that goes you know every single weekend or every single time you're with your family and the way that people describe it is really different mm -hmm. um, because everyone holds religion so differently so it was definitely kind of just something that at the moment I didn't really think much of it because there were too many other things that we didn't align on so greatly that I knew that we weren't gonna date but I still was, like, curious to know about him. Right. And then we ended up dating, so that really made sense. <laughs> right. Okay, but for context, how old were you then and how old are you now? I was 25 and now I'm 28. Okay. So, okay. Can you talk us through how the religion started coming out and, like, how he was practicing or... Yeah, so basically we ended up... A very slow kind of gradual into dating like it wasn't really planned it's just like we ended up enjoying each other's company so much and got along that all of a sudden one day we were dating even mm -hmm. though we knew we had these differences these core differences um, and so at that point their religion still wasn't the biggest difference it was just kind of one that was overall lingering um, we went through a breakup and then we got back together and when we got back together I had never met his family and so he was like I want you to meet my family now and I'm like okay great and so the first time he took me to meet his family was on Easter um, and his entire family is Catholic and I mean like very Catholic like very 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 Catholic so like I get there and I show up and they're like are you Catholic and I was like oh 
Oh, nice to meet you. (laughs) What? Yeah, so that was kind of my first introduction to it. But at the time, still, you know, he went when he was with his family, went when he was there for any type of, um, like, event or if it, like, Christmas, Easter, things like that. But he wasn't going every Sunday at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we started to get more serious, once we got back together, you know, we're meeting families now, we're taking all these trips, we're really trying to get to know each other better. And he was just like, you know what, like, I think that Catholicism has always been a part of my life. And I feel like if I don't really try to pursue all of this that it can bring to me, that I'm not doing myself justice. And I was like, okay, like, that's, you know, that's, if that's what you want, I'm not going to be the person to stop you. So I did, I went to mass with him. I, you know, tried to, I read books with him. I was really, really open and I really, really tried. Like I wasn't just saying like, I hate this because of this. Like I was doing research. Um, It got to the point where he asked me if I would speak to a priest with him. And I was like, that's where I draw the line. Um, Because, you know, at the end of the day, I know what my core value and what my core thought is. And as much as I'm trying to be open for you, it's not what I believe and mm-hmm. it's not what I feel. And I'm not going to be pressured into it um, just because you've decided that you've had this epiphany that you need to be more devoted. So it sounds like you were willing to compromise to an extent, which I think is very admirable. And that's what a relationship does take. Do you feel like he was not meeting you, meeting you halfway? And then ultimately what led to the breakup? Was it the difference? Was it not, you know, the give and take? How did you get there? How did you navigate that? I think he didn't meet me halfway in the slightest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I put in so much effort to, you know, why he, he was doing this and how he was doing it. And I was trying to be a part of it. And I was with his family at mass all the time. And every single time we were home or at his home, you know, we were going. And so I feel like I did everything that I could have up until that point where I said this is too much. But what ultimately led to the breakup is it wasn't necessarily an ultimatum, but I was basically like, I've been the same since I met you. I've not changed anything that I've said about my core values, the things that I want and what I expect. And you have flip-flopped about a million times. And now how do I know that this isn't just, are you going to find everything that you want out of this? Like this is a journey. And also he's a bit older. Like when I was 25, he was 32. Oh. So he was discovering, I was the first girl he brought home. I was the first girl he introduced to his family. Um, It was something that I was like, you know, you don't know exactly what you want out of this and why exactly you need this but if you feel the need to do it I'm not going to hold you back I think staying with you would hold you back so I ultimately said you know if that's what you want that's what you want but you can't expect me to just stick around and then three months down the road you've found this epiphany and now you're the most devoted Catholic on the planet and I don't fit in your life anymore I'm not just going to sit there for you Mm mm-hmm so I didn't. Damn. I'm like, sorry, I'm like stunned, I feel like. Like, that's just, <laughs> I feel like it's good you got out of it, obviously, when you did, but you realized it. I feel like there's so many girls that get stuck and they get sucked in and they just will keep going down the rabbit hole and not realize that that's happening to them. It took a second, like, for sure. And I, I tried. I really, I'm not kidding. Like, I was there all the time um, trying to understand what he was saying. We were constantly in, in, 
not fights, but just deep discussions where we didn't understand each other. And I think it started literally because of Easter the first time I went because I was like, what does this mean? Why are they doing that? Why is the whole place smoky? (laughs) Like, what's going on? And, you know, he could answer a few questions, but a few he didn't know. And I think the fact that he was, you know, identifying Catholic and couldn't answer everything was part of the reason that he wanted to grow to know more. So it's almost like I opened a door for him and then I got. (laughs) This is like pure speculatory, I'm sure. But do you think that like given his age and the fact that this was then kind of a new journey, which there is no wrong time to go on a spiritual religious awakening if that's what suits you. But do you think given his age and relationship status and all of these other factors that he was just kind of like soul searching and found himself in the religion because that's where his family was his kind of looking for stability and landing where it was per se safe yeah his his like biggest fear in life is like not having a purpose or like not doing good he's a wonderful person might I add like he's fantastic um but like he just always wanted more like he was never satisfied like nothing could do it for him and then maybe I mean that's a really great opportunity in religion because that can definitely fulfill people in a way that you can't necessarily explain or just like write down on paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have this goal and then you reach it. Like religion is never ending. It's a, it's a practice that you continuously do until the day you die. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that goal that, you know, just wanting to know God more is something that will take him some time. And I feel like that's why maybe it was more grounding. It gave him purpose. Hmm. That is such an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. And that's honestly a very mature and admirable view that you have, because I think that a lot of people given a situation that they don't necessarily believe in or understand would have a much more negative connotation of what they went through during that. And the fact that you can speak on it in a very respectful and intellectual way speaks volumes for you and your character and Mm -hmm. your beliefs. Like you are so steadfast in your core that you did not waver in that even during a stage of compromise. And that's like very admirable. And it means that you know who you are and that's going to take you like everywhere Mm -hmm. it was interesting because you say you know I didn't waver and I didn't but at the same time like I am so 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 lucky I am one of the very few people that I know who like doesn't really struggle with anxiety I'm pretty mentally level and that was the very first time that I've ever experienced anxiety was I so I knew how I felt But I still felt that I knew the conversations were coming on. I knew I was going to have to talk about it. And Sunday was the worst day of the week. I would literally wake up like almost sick because I was like, here it is again. Like we're going to get into some type of fight or have some type of argument or I'm going to have to ask how how mass was and have a whole conversation. It's going to lead to our differences. It's going to. And so that's when I got to a point like when I tell you the second that I ended it, like no more anxiety gone. Literally every single Sunday I woke up and I was like, let's have a mimosa. I am fantastic. <laughs> wow. I'm so that. serious. Because some people, it's like they go through a breakup and they're, you know, that's they get attached to their starts. person. Yeah. yeah. And that's when they start getting anxious. But I mean, I was sad. I was yeah. really sad. I was yeah. really heartbroken. But the anxiety part, I had never experienced that to that extent. Yeah. yeah. But so, you know, they say the right thing is not always the good thing. 
you know and so this was a very hard and sad decision but it was very clearly the right one mm-hmm. and your body was physically telling you that it was oh the my right God. one mm-hmm. like beyond belief that's crazy that and crazy. it's crazy I can sit here and still say like I miss him very much and I genuinely hope that he finds what he's looking for in that but like I could never put myself through that again mm-hmm. and that has just changed everything for me in my entire life like the past year I feel like I've learned more about myself without even trying because of that relationship and that means it was worth something. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and he set a certain standard for the future. Like, I I mean, he didn't show – we were <laughs> – that's the other worst part. We were long distance because we met when I was in grad school. So it wasn't far. It was, like, two hours, but it was enough that I didn't get to see him yeah, every night. Yeah, that's long enough. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, he didn't, he didn't show up at my door without flowers. Mm-hmm. Like, he opened my doors. You know, he paid for everything. Like – like you know when they like pay for a whole trip and you like get the coffee in the airport like that was him like he was (laughs) that's ideal he was very he very much cared and like took care of me in a way I'd never really felt before and Mm -hmm. he taught me a lot about what I expect for the future for sure all right well tell us about it yeah so moving forward you've learned but now in in dating how do you go about your non-negotiables and what are your non-negotiables and how do you implement them so that you don't go through another season of dating where you you know that there is a fundamental misalignment and I'm also curious to add in quick how you said it changed like your whole life if you also have set more within your personal life as well like with friends or family and whatnot from this relationship oh yeah I mean in general I think you could ask anyone like I'm just so much happier like Mm -hmm. due to uh, one not having the anxiety but two just you know I have always been so sure of myself I again very lucky that like I know what I have to offer as a person and I'm not afraid of that I'm not afraid of oh what does this person think what do they you know like I might not like the way I look every single day or I might not like you know a way I acted or behaved when I was drunk or something but like who I am to my core and like what I have to offer and like my personality, like I'm very confident in that. And I started to lose it at the very end just because I was so confused. Like I was like, I don't know how this is me anymore. And so I think just getting back to like, oh yeah, Kayla, like, yeah, she's good again. Like Mm -hmm. it's fine. Has definitely been good in the personal life. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more refreshing than you noticing and then your friends noticing that you're back. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, that you are yourself again. Like you're so in step with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I would be upset and like while we were dating and like go on a walk for like three hours like bawling with my friends. That is not my personality. (laughs) Like I am not – like he always called me a crier. He was like, you cry so much. And because I was so sensitive to everything because I was like, it's going to turn into a fight. It's going to turn into a fight. I don't, I'm not like that. No, (laughs) we do not know that version of me. I have never seen that in my life. (laughs) I'm like one of the most positive people I know, like genuinely. Like, so being back to that was definitely, I think, a huge thing for my friends and family to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. we're good. But when it comes to non-negotiables, I feel like this is where things can get so misconstrued. It's more so the fact that like, There's a couple very big ideas that I feel very strongly about. But I also think that you don't have to be perfectly matched up with someone to date someone. I really don't. I just think that both of you have to be respectful humans and be open-minded to listening to what the other person has to say. Mm -hmm. That got me into a little bit of trouble because I was a little too open-minded in the last one. And now I kind of know where to draw the line. But, you know, I just feel like 
these days people are so quick to be like, okay, this person is good, but I can find something better that fits every single thing I want. That is not realistic. Mm -hmm. Relationships are work. Like you're supposed to have to work to make yourselves better. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's more so important to me that I find someone that obviously, you know, a couple of those core things that religion not being the center of the relationship because that's just not something I want um the other big one is I'm not sure if I want kids that's a really interesting one when I go on dates and when I talk to people about that um and that's I feel like that's I want to dive into that because that's not necessarily one where there is much room for compromise mm -hmm. because you you don't have half a child like you you either have one or Or you you don't don't. yeah um and it's like our job to do that well and so okay (laughs) wait can we can we segue into that I actually have some questions okay Mm -hmm. so why why not if you're comfortable sharing oh yeah when did you decide no and how did you come to that decision so why I don't is I am comfortable saying that I'm slightly selfish. Like, I I don't want the responsibility of, you know, I can't just get up and go or take a trip or, you know, everything in your entire life changes, not to mention your whole identity now changes. You're now a mom and you have a responsibility to uphold that. Um, and to me, it's just not something that, I necessarily want to do I feel like a lot of people are like oh I just like I can't wait to be a mom I was just born with this maternal instinct like I don't feel like I have that um not to say that I don't like kids like I love my nieces so much but I am I'm a great aunt like I don't (laughs) I don't need to be there 24 hours a day um so when I realized that was actually like I was very young like if you ask anyone in my family like from the time I was probably 10, I was like, I don't think I want to do that. Like, wow. And I was a babysitter. I had young cousins. I had the whole thing. And it's just not something that really interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no other really good way to put it. Like, I want to live life for me. I want to travel and I want to... Also, they're expensive. Oh, my God. I can't even afford my own oh life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to need to marry someone really rich if we have kids. Because, rich as oh, hell. my God. As hell. Like, I don't know how our parents paid for anything. I always think that. Like, no. especially, like, my single mother. I'm like, how did you do it? Right. I, it doesn't make sense to me. It actually stops my brain. Yeah. Okay, so is there room for compromise on that for you say this is obviously very hypothetical because you probably wouldn't get in the situation because this is non-negotiable but say you are head over heels your relationship is picture perfect but now he might want to have a kid is there room for compromise you're at a point in your life where you're financially stable you know, you've done the things. I'm not saying you need to be like a, a teen mom. And I know we're in our 20s, but that's still very <laughs> But we're young. still teen that's moms. Still, that would still <laughs> right. be a teen pregnancy. Yes. So, you know, like all of the other hardships aside, is there room for compromise or is this a hard and fast? So I always thought that there was no room for compromise. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not. And someone, one of our friends brought up a really, really, really good point that has kind of stuck to me. And it's that, she she asked me she was like in your past because I've had two serious relationships she said in either of the past two relationships that you've been in do you feel like you were dating your absolute best friend and I said no to both of them and so the fact that 
I have never been with someone that I feel is the level of my best friends. I'm, she said, you know, if you're with your best friend and like that is your ride or die like person for the rest of your life, like you wouldn't want to create like mini use with that person and like go on that journey. And when she said it like that, I was like, I'm not saying that it's something I want. And I, it's especially something I don't want in the near future. I'm not saying that I couldn't meet the love of my life and that changes down the year. Like, you know how you've heard like women in their late thirties are never wanted kids and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. something like flips in their brain and they're like, I want one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that that couldn't happen to me. Mm. Right. I'm just saying it's nothing that I imagine would be happening soon. And being in our late twenties, I just feel like when people say like, I want kids, they're like, okay, well, (laughs) You probably want to start. Well, honestly, (laughs) like you want to meet someone and then, you know, within the year or two of dating, get engaged, year or two, get married. Now we're looking at three to four years from now. I'm in my early 30s. It's kind of time to start. Not that you can't do it later, but obviously less complications the earlier you do. So um, I think that that's a lot of I'm afraid that that's a lot of mindset of men of being like, oh, like I'm in my 30s, like I got to do this and Mm -hmm. women too and I it's just that's I do put on dating profiles that like I'm not sure if I want kids because I want that Mm -hmm. to be a known fact and that that could be a conversation like why I don't Mm -hmm. definitely and I think your points are all valid though very especially in this day and age I feel like everyone people that say they don't have kids every there's so many reasons and yours are just a couple honestly so literally it's completely valid and my older sister has two and my younger sister is gonna have them and I am so happy as their aunt best auntie ever absolutely (laughs) i'm gonna be the fun aunt that's like okay you graduated high school let's go to europe (laughs) right exactly (laughs) and you'll be able to treat them yes (laughs) literally okay well how do you feel about marriage is that something that you're also just on the cusp about if it's you know you get to a situation where you want to then great and if you don't then great yeah i i feel like i'm very different here as like Every girl, I feel like since the time that they're like a kid, they like they have a Pinterest wedding board and like they think about their wedding day and like what they're going to wear and where it's going to be and everything. And like, I don't know if it's just because I haven't dated someone where it's like it's so hard to picture it or if it's just like it's just not something that I'm putting a ton of emphasis on. I think that it's something I do want to do. I absolutely want to get married. I just don't understand why there feels to be such a rush. Like I'm 28 and like there's still so much I'm doing currently day to day. Like I think about being married right now and I'm like, I can be married until I'm dead. Like I am having the (laughs) best time ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like what is the rush? Yeah. And we talk about that all the time. I don't get it. When there's like, okay, you've been married, you've been dating for a year or so, like, when are you getting engaged? And it's like, I know that we are getting older and we're approaching the stereotypical age to do these things, but life is long. So long. You have so much time to right. be married and be a mom. Like, you're only 28 for right now. And also, like, this sounds horrible, and I do apologize to anyone who got married young, but, like, Don't how are <laughs> all of these people finding, like, their soulmates at, like, 23, 24? I always wonder that because I'm, like, the amounts I've changed. Oh, my God. Within my 20s is insane. I'm different person. Different person. Completely. 20 to 27? Ooh. Well, we talked about this on, when we talked about our ring by spring. Mm-hmm. 
that was something that I think about all the time because the people that I know that got married that young, I'm not saying that they're not in happy relationships or that their relationships won't last, but even from the outside looking in, they are different people. And I always just have to wonder if they grew together or separately. And the Mm -hmm. stories of people that have been married for 60 years and they're each other's best friend, that is so great. And I love those success stories, but those are far and few because you didn't give yourself enough time to be a person on your own yeah and it's like people forget to remember that it's your life this is your life it's about you I so agree and like I know people are always like oh you have to be like happy alone before you're happy with someone else and like I don't necessarily think that like that's the standard of like before you meet someone you know like that you have to have that but like when you don't the growth between the two of you changes it's very how are you supposed to know if you guys are going to work together well through that when you're 22. Right. And I mean, now you kind of see it. Now that we're in our late 20s, you know, some of them it worked and they grew together and now they're having kids and some of them it didn't work and they're getting divorced. And Mm -hmm. totally fine either way. Like if you're unhappy, get divorced. If you're happy and have babies, like everyone just needs to live their life and stop putting so much pressure on people for everything right Right. wait that's funny you say this sorry this just like jogged my memory I was at my Christmas party last week and one of my coworkers, I was telling her I was like I have like six weddings next year and she was like oh and she's like 35 36 she's like oh I feel like I'm in the era of second weddings and I was literally like what do you mean she's like oh the people that got divorced from like getting married at your age and now they're getting remarried and I was like damn that's a thing too I'm like but it's so like wait it's such a real thing yes and it's so funny because I was just last night I was at um dinner with one of my girlfriends and she's just a couple years older than us she's about to turn 30 and I was telling her that I have you know so many bachelorettes and weddings this year and she's like oh you're in that era like Mm -hmm. I'm done with that now but you're in like the time and it's funny because it's true we're in our mid to late 20s so we're all of our college friends and girlfriends are getting married but you're right like there will be a second wave of either second weddings or the ones that waited until they were in their 30s to get married right I feel like I've been in this wave since I graduated undergrad. <laughs> the wave it's a big ass title uh, this is know, like I want to shout out my girlfriends because I went to a southern schools but I did not go to any ring by spring weddings you guys did it right love you <laughs> thank you so like yes we're still young but these are not you know 22 year old marriages so they're I don't know This is controversial, but I do feel like there's just more merit in being an adult before getting married. At 22, you're not an adult. You're just graduating. You've never actually been on your own. You're just a baby. You're a baby. (laughs) You're a baby. And, like, like, if you're happy doing that, I fully support it. I just, like, I still can't wrap my mind around if I were to have done that. Like, I just, I don't. Also, something I briefly want to touch on, kind of based off of this. So, like, I feel like when we you know when we first graduated and we like took jobs elsewhere like I mean you're not from here Shelby like you literally moved across the country when I'm dating and when I think about things like this I'm from Cincinnati right and I don't know if or when I want to go back there but a lot of people that I meet here are either from here and want to stay here or people just like don't necessarily kind of up and move for their partners the way that they used to before So I kind of like always think about like when I'm dating, like how do these people just find the same city and like jobs that they both like and then like stay there? Because I feel like eventually I'm going to want to go back to Cincinnati. And I think Mm -hmm. about that all the time. I'm like, this isn't my permanent home. I don't think. Mm -hmm. 
how do people know that this is their permanent home or not? See, I feel like kind of the opposite because and I feel like my relationship with my boyfriend is working out for this reason. I feel like it's like he moved here from Denver, but his family's here, which is nice. And I'm like, now my mom's moved here, but I'm like, we just love the city. Like I love the city and I feel it in my soul. But and like, I have no desire to want to go back to Iowa. But Zero. like you all moved here because like you want to be here and now like this is yeah. all of your home. Yeah. Whereas like I'm here by myself away from my family. Right. And that's which hard. I have friends that are family now yeah. and I right. love it Same. here. I mm-hmm. love it. But like I just think about it all the time or like right. people are like, oh, I just moved here from New York. And I'm like, oh, like are you going to want to move again in like two years or is this your like final destination? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that the way that I think about it and I have not been in a serious relationship or relationship at all since I moved here (laughs) um so I haven't really had to come like have this conversation but I have thought about it within myself because my entire family literally my entire family immediate extended is in California different parts of California but they are all there I am the only one who is not and so I think about that a lot because ultimately I do think that I want to have kids and so do I want to be around my parents when I do that like I would love with my mom to be very present she would love that as well but I don't know if going back to California suits me I haven't had any desire to yet not to say that I won't so for me I think if I were to start dating somebody in the city and they have family elsewhere I mean I'm not I'm not moving to Iowa no offense no like I'm not moving there no one's moving there no one but like if they their family is in a place that I am not like deathly opposed to I don't think that I would be opposed to it because Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough to have a job that I can work anywhere Mm -hmm. you know everybody needs a fucking accountant right and so I might not be able to work in my ideal company or my current company but I can find a very good job basically anywhere and so I I would be very open to moving if it was the right person and the right time. Leaving your friends is never easy, but all of my college best friends are all over the globe and we visit each other and we make it work. Um, I, I think I would do it depending on the location. Like, again, like I'm not moving to bumfuck anywhere, <laughs> but I will I would do it. And I have never once in my mind been opposed to that but I also have never been confronted with it mm-hmm. yeah That's I think it's on my mind simply because I was in the long distance so it was kind yeah. of like is he gonna move or am I gonna move and like put in that situation like I actually kind of offered to move to bumfuck nowhere Indiana oh, oh. No. yeah but at the end of the day I mean and this is one of the best things he ever did was you know when I was looking for a new job, because when I first got here, I was solely just boxing uh, before I found the company I'm with now. And when I was looking for jobs, I was like, should I look in Indiana? And he was like, no, you have more opportunity in Chicago. Mm. And that was one of the nicest things he ever did. Right. And at the moment, I was like, why don't you want to live with me? Yeah. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> right. I was like, you don't want to be with me every day? But no, that was like the nicest thing he ever did because mm-hmm. it was – it allowed me to be where I am today. And obviously it wasn't going to work, so. How often are you thinking about those types of long-term moves? Like, is this something where you're like, when in my life am I going to be comfortable or when is the right time? Or is it one of those kind of fleeting thoughts that I might, I might not, not oppose, but eh. So I think the reason it's so heavily on my mind is because our company offers a lot of opportunity for promotions if you move. And so there's kind of always something popping up 
but like I don't necessarily want to leave Chicago but it's just like always on my mind and it's like trickled into the dating apps as well Mm -hmm. I'm like oh like you're from yada yada like a dude and also just me like when my younger sister has kids it's it's gonna be hard to be away from her it's already hard to be away from my nieces now so it's like Cincinnati's home and I miss it but I also like can't imagine leaving Chicago anytime soon so Mm -hmm. it's just it's an interesting thing to think about but I do like to know if someone's either open to it or not not saying that I won't be here forever I very well could be Mm -hmm. but you know, I just think about it a lot because you used to just be born in a certain place, be raised there, go to school close by and get a job and work there for the rest of your life. Right. And now people move all the time. But there's still so many people living at home. Don't you oh, forget yeah. about them. <laughs> right. I think That's majority true. probably stay, honestly, but there are so many people doing both. Yeah. For sure. You know, the majority do stay. Yeah, there's so. so many people that I'll meet and they're like, oh, so you're from California, but you went to school in Alabama, but now you live in Chicago. That is not crazy to me. Like, yeah, I went to school out of state and then I got a job. Like, what What's? What are we not understanding? I don't know. It's three pretty different places. Yeah, <laughs> The West, the South, and the Midwest. I'm on a world tour. Okay. <laughs> Where to next? Iowa? <laughs> oh, she did it. <laughs> I'm going to go for Thanksgiving next year and just mark that Move off my list. Real. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Iowa waits. So now that you have, you said that you've learned so much from that relationship, you're removed from it now. What is your intention? Are you dating? Do you like dating apps? Like what's your, what's going on? So this is, I used to love dating, like going on dates, talking to people. I used to literally on my private Instagram story, like if I had a bad date, which I have had so goddamn many bad dates Mm -hmm. that I would like make a private story about how funny it was. And like so many people would be like, oh my God, like make this as a series. Like I just loved going on dates, no matter if they were good or bad. Um, And eventually, obviously that's how I met my ex so it's like it it all led to something obviously but ever since him the appeal of dating is so much less of just like going on dating apps and meeting random people um so like I always say like I would love to meet someone in the wild like that would be ideal Mm. but then I go out with my friends and I don't even look at anyone else because I'm having so much fun with my friends this past weekend no you weren't looking anywhere Mm. not even once nope at our wig party with a bright red wig, I was dancing with myself, me, myself, and I. So that has been a little bit difficult when it comes to dating just because I still, it's been a little over a year since the breakup, and I, it's, I'm still just not having that urge to. So I'm just not really sure when that's going to come back. Um, I have been on a few dates in the past year. Obviously, nothing came of them, um, and they were fine. Like nothing really like crazy, good or bad. But like, I just find myself opening the dating app and then instantly seeing one thing that I might not like, and just like not even giving people a chance. And mm-hmm. I never used to be like that. And I do think that is partly due to my last relationship. Of like, if I see that it says Catholic on there, it's like triggering. It's like, Run. well, are you the Easter Christmas Catholic or are you someone who just like was raised Catholic and so like that is what you solely believe but it's not the foundation of everything you do 
Kayla opening up every conversation on Hinge. She's like, so Chris is Easter or Catholic or what are we talking about? But honestly, okay. No, like, I don't know how to say it. But like, maybe sure, No, but out. I get that'll it. weed them out. No, that will weed them out. And no, I get exactly what you're saying. Like at first when I got on the dating apps, if it said Catholic, I was like left, yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And then my friends were like, Kayla, like, chill. Like, <laughs> you don't know what they're actually like. And right. so now I've kind of been more lax about it. And I figure that it'll eventually come up in conversation but I'm also just really busy well right I do kind of feel like if people are passionate enough about something to put it on their dating app then it probably is pretty prominent in their life for me I don't have any religious background like I wasn't raised in a church I have my own beliefs but I don't necessarily confine to I would say agnostic as well um but I don't put that there because it's not something I feel strongly about in either direction I also don't put my political, political affiliation because it's not something that I feel is very strong in my life. But if I see Republican on someone's profile, I guarantee we don't get along because you felt strongly enough to let everybody on this app know that you are Republican. I probably don't align with you. There's nothing wrong with that, but like we are going to argue. I mm-hmm. so agree. Now, if it says moderate... Moderate's That's okay. not bad for That's me. Not... Because that means you're open to conversation and other people's opinions. Right? I agree. I agree. And there's so much going on these days. It's like, right. it's so like not, it's such a gray area. Right. And yeah. I can, res- like, yeah, same as you. Like, I can respect anybody's mm-hmm. opinion or belief. Like, I feel like all of us have had very candid conversations about very special topics, you know, specific topics. But I just feel like if you feel strongly enough to put this out on the internet to strangers then you feel pretty fucking strong about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, but I do feel like there are so many people that identify with a certain type of religion that are not quite as passionate about, like, as per se, politics. Mm -hmm. Like, I have so many friends that are like, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. But, like, I don't know the last time they went to church. And Mm -hmm. they'll even put that on their dating app. Like, Mm -hmm. they'll put Christian. Um, because at the end of the day, there is some type of mutual thing that they want to have with a person that feels the same way. Or I feel like that can go into how you're going to like raise your kids someday. If you want kids, it's like, are you going to raise them taking them to church? Are you going to raise them taking them to the Easter Christmas? Right. Are they getting baptized? Yes. That's Mm. another one. It trickles. It does. It It really does. So when do you talk about it okay say we'll take this off the app and say you meet someone in the wild right because then you really do know nothing about them when you sit down for the first date because like rarely do you talk about religion when you meet someone at the bar yeah. but like stranger <laughs> things have happened yeah that's true. um so when do you bring it up like how important is religion and kids and these types of things to you to the point where you feel like you need to know this about a person before getting in any kind of deep with them so if If it's not on a dating app, let's say I meet them in the wild. Um, If I think it really just depends on the person, I am an open book beyond belief. If you ask me literally anything, I will tell you. Like, I don't don't have those walls up. I don't have that guard up that so many people have. Like, I think that the best way to get to know a person is to actually tell them about what you think and feel. And so if you don't do that like (laughs) I just don't feel like you can get really deep with someone so if someone else has walls up and they don't want to talk about something deep like I don't need to bring it up like that's fine but I'm probably I'm like uh you know if it comes up it comes up um I don't feel like I'm typically the person to bring it up unless they brought up a different 
controversial topic and they're already kind of like diving into that. Mm -hmm. So I think it really just depends on the person and the situation. I'm not like, oh, you go to church every day. Like, I'm not going to see you again. <laughs> like, it's not that. It's like if if it's the right time, right place, and it starts to be part of the conversation, sure. But like 95% of the time, I don't like people enough to go on a second date. So right. if it doesn't come up. Period. Isn't that the worst? Like you literally have this buildup and then you know within the five first five minutes of sitting down if you're going to have a good date or not. I literally yes. would always say like 30 seconds. Like just literally. saying hi, you can just feel vibe. You're, yep. like, yes. you're like, oh, it's going to be bad. It's so frustrating because then you have to sit there for the next like 40. And I'm such a talker. Like I'll talk about anything. If we end up sitting there for two hours, like I, w I won't shut up. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of difficult because, you know, I don't want that to come up on a date that, like, I don't really care if I go on a second one or not. Right. But if I see potential in the person and it happens, like, it happens, and I'm not against it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why people are. Like, we're trying to get to know each other to see if we would be a good match in the future. Like, why are we talking about the weather? Right. It's People are like, oh, it's so taboo. Don't bring up marriage. Don't bring up kids. Don't bring up religion. Don't bring up politics. Like, these are the fundamental things. If we are, yeah, we can banter together, but if we are misaligned, why am I seeing you again? Right. I don't get it. Like, if your core beliefs aren't core beliefing. Yeah. Right. And then people are like, oh, well, maybe, like, if anything, it's a friend. If we are so like misaligned politically we're probably not friends either yeah like, it's you know like these are important things to know about people and not to say that you can't respect other people's opinions right but like right. you don't need to be married right. right like I'm not on the first date being like can you tell me about every single one of your ex-girlfriends like I'm not like yeah. you know it's nothing personal or crazy like that it's just like if Who it comes, like, yeah, mm -hmm. like, tell me about yourself. Because if religion is a part of you, like, you probably will say something about it. Right. It probably won't point. even be me. Right. So. I was going to say that. I was like, if you care that much, it's almost like putting on your profile. It's like, it's going to come up naturally mm -hmm. from yeah. that. And honestly, I think on apps, like back to apps, because like who doesn't use those to, you know, it's, who meets We've someone in the wild? There. I wish I could, but. Too busy in the wild. Like sometimes I'll see their religious affiliation and I'm like, okay, whatever. And I keep scrolling and then it'll be like perfect Sunday and then it'll be like church and then football. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like that's going to be a left for me just because that's there not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I do want to watch football all day, but I don't want it to start with church. Right. So. Yeah. What if they didn't put it on you, though? I always wonder that. It's like, okay, what if they are like, I want to go to church. And you're like, chill. They're, they're okay with you staying at home. And they don't put anything on you. You don't even talk. It's like, how's church? And they're good. And then you move forward. I don't think I've met many people that are like that. Yeah. If it was like that, like I said, like, I'm very open. Like, mm -hmm. I was open to going to mass. Like, yeah. and I had never even been to mass. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. we're kneeling. We're standing. We're, I don't know what's happening. Oh, I don't know these right. things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> so... And I did that for a really long time. Like, I did that for, like, eight months almost, probably two to three times a weekend. Yeah. So it's something I'm not unfamiliar with. And even if you wanted me to go to on Easter or Christmas, I'd be like, sure, let's go. Yeah. I used to sing every single Christmas service every single year. Like, I, wow. I – it was actually, like, a tradition. I, like, enjoyed it. It's just I think that there's a difference of making that, you know, your relationship – let me back up. When people are really religious to that extent, they always say, like, if you put God first, that, like, your relationship, you know, comes second and it'll be stronger because you put God first. I need someone who puts me first. Mm -hmm. That sounds super selfish if you're if you are religious. But like, that's that's how I kind of view the difference of like being the foundation of your relationship 
with each other versus religion. Right. Because then they need to find someone else that's also putting God first. Exactly. And that's what they should want. They Mm -hmm. shouldn't want someone who views like I do. Yeah. Forcing it upon them. We're not forcing, but it almost feels like that to an extent at some point. You make a good point, Micah. Like that's, that is where the line is, you know, because you wanting to come first in your relationship, there is nothing wrong with that. So do I. So do you, I assume. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we're all in alignment with that. But the people who disagree with that, that's completely fine. But they need to find each other. I went to a fully Catholic wedding um, in Alabama a couple of years ago. And it was – I had never been to a ceremony like that. And so I – there was a lot – there was sitting, standing, chanting. And I, <laughs> you know, was trying to follow along. But I was not prepared for that because I have never been – I've gone to a couple masses, right, you know, Easter, Christmas. I've never been to church. I didn't know this. And so, and everybody was very much partaking and it was so important to them to do this whole thing that could never, ever be me, but they were so in alignment and the vow, they did their fully like Christian, like Catholic vows and everything was by the, by the book. I had never experienced anything like it. That was one of our biggest fights that like started everything. Me and my ex is because I was like, I'm never having a Catholic wedding. I'm never having it. And at first, he was really adamant about having one. And he said, you know, it's because my mom wants it. It's because, you know, I would want that for my family, for my mom. And then it got to a point where I think he also wanted it for himself. And I was like, I'm literally not doing that. Because you can't just do that. You know, you have to. No, you have to go to classes Mm -hmm. and you have to go to counseling with a priest and you have to immerse yourself into the Catholic Church. And that's something that I think a lot of people have done for their partners. And, you know, if it works for you and you're happy to do that and you just kind of want to make sure that you have that ceremony uh, for your family and for your friends and if you want that too. But that was just something I was not willing to budge on. I was like, that is my wedding day. <laughs> if I can't imagine it now, let me, sh- let me tell you, I sure can't imagine it like that. Well, we've talked about this a couple of times. I don't know if we ever talked about it on here. But there is a couple of other people in our lives who are in relationships or we've just seen, you know, as outside looking in where there is religious differences and they're willing to conform. They're more than happy to conform because they it's in alignment with their own views and it works for their partner. So that's perfect. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you're compromising your core values for someone else, that will not last. No, there will be so much resentment and it might not be immediate. It might be 20 years from now, but you will wake up and realize that you gave up a big part of yourself and you just, you should not do that. It is about you and your life and you wanting to share it with other people, specifically another person, but you're at the core of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is not sustainable cannot be sustained. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like you think you can do it or I thought I could do it. And then it gets to the extent of, you know, how far away from me am I trying to make myself so that this works? Yeah. And it was pretty far. (laughs) Okay. So in lieu of our stroll to the bowl, normally we have these random questions, but I want to ask you a very like personal like directed at you question given that we've had this whole conversation and you've thought about this a lot in the past year what is like one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is just trying to to find what their moral ground is like where if you're trying to find your line in the sand what advice do you give to someone I would say that first of all if it's causing you stress and anxiety it's not right 
you might not know exactly what is right, but you can tell that it's not. Um, And then at the end of the day, what makes you happiest? Like genuinely sitting back and looking at yourself and your happiness in, in a way that you wouldn't want anything to be different. So, you know, making sure that you wake up every single day and you're like, I'm not upset by that. Like, I'm cool with that. But this is what grounds me. This is what makes me happy. Because there are differences, you know, like what brings me true joy and what I can live with are two completely separate things. Mm -hmm. So when the thing that is like your core value to have or something that you want to make sure is who you are up front, that needs to be making sure that you're happy and bringing you joy. Because if it's not, you know, it's, mm, it's so, it doesn't last. You know, I can only put on a mask for so long. But you know what is right and wrong in your heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, it just wasn't necessarily all right. Does that make any sense? Yes, I I actually, I am, like, so, like, like deep in thought about that right <laughs> now. Too. Like that was so thought provoking. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about other things in my life, honestly, too. Yes. I yes. That's and that's what we always talk about. It's just almost like if things in your life aren't serving you, it's like you got to keep cleaning them out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, for core values, it's like if it's not um, a hell yeah, it's a hell no. It's a hell no. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a hell no. Absolutely. I love this. I have learned so much. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I feel like I am going to like be thinking about this conversation for weeks. Same. And every time I go on a date or I start to think about something, it's going to be, you know, this is like the the fact that you are able to put yourself and your beliefs at the forefront and then also talk about yourself in such a positive way. People struggle with that. I have struggled with that. And we've been talking about this a lot recently of just being able to to be so confident in who we are and what we bring to the table. It's, it's a really admirable quality, and it's so great to see, you know, it's one of my great friends exemplifying that. Mm-hmm. I think the older you get, you just, like, you care a little bit less. Like, you know, I might not always feel my best. I might not always look my best. I might not always be in the best headspace, or, you know, that day might just not be it for me. I might just be tired, whatever it is. But I know that I'm valued by so many people and I know that I have so much to offer and, like, I'm never going to waver on that. Mm-hmm. And, like, the moment that I feel like I wouldn't, like, that's when I would feel like an, a major life change would need to happen. I love it. And you're so aware. We love aware <laughs> queen. Yes. It's insane. Oh, people mommy. tell me all the time I should have been a therapist. <laughs> I could see it. I would Same. go. I would, I would love if you were my therapist. Oh, Same. my gosh. Absolutely. I would just be like, yes, queen. <laughs> Come on. You'd be like, dump him. Dump <laughs> Did him. Did you guys see that TikTok that's like your friend's going to support you no matter what you do? And it's like she was laying on her couch all day long and they were like, protect your space. Like that is <laughs> yes. you are not being lazy. Like you are valuing your you self-worth. Like, yes, yes you yes. needed that care day. Yes. That self-care day. That's I feel really like that's yeah, that's us. Yeah. I'm always like, you laid all day, good for you. You can't I'm like, do I'm jealous. anything yes. wrong no. to me. <laughs> right. Yes, I love that's that. Why okay, oh, well, yeah, on yeah. that note, you guys, protect your peace. Know yourself. Stand in it. We love you. We love you, Kayla. Thank you for coming I on and you. sharing with us. This was so great. Was so good. You guys, as always, you know where to find us. Please like, rate, follow, subscribe. We are just number one in um, just number one podcast on Instagram, just one dot podcast on TikTok. We will chat with you guys next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.